Yes. If my little ones are running around, just forgive me. Same you know thing. I, mean? I have I have an autistic son, and he's gonna run around as well. So uh, perfect, perfect. As long as it's real and it's human, we gonna yes. be alright. Assalamu alaikum everybody and hello and welcome to another episode of Buckle Up with Big Haas, the lockdown edition. And this is just uh, one of those moments, uh, you guys. I am kind of shaking in a way because uh, you, when you meet somebody that has impacted your life for a long period of time, you know, from all, you know, from 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 the U.S. in Saudi Arabia, um, I launched a blog in Saudi Arabia in 2007 called Revolt, and then I launched Saudi's first and only FM hip hop radio show in 2011. And this man I'm talking to today was really monumental. The movement, his thinking, and everything was really, really very, very important in my opinion. We're talking about uh, Dr. Christopher uh, Emden, who is a, an associate professor in the Department of Mathematics. Check this out: Science and Technology at Teachers College, Columbia University, where he also serves as the Director of Science Education Program and Associate Director of the Institute for Urban and Minority Education. He's also the creator of um, Hip Hop Ed. Uh, shout out to the, to the, to the fam, a social media movement that has impacted me personally all the way, you know, from Saudi Arabia. Man, oh man, peace and love. Assalamu alaikum, sir. How are you? Doctor. Peace, King, and um, glad to connect with you. I, I feel like I'm taking you on a tour here, but my babies are up and down the house, and I don't want to truncate them. So forgive me if I'm running around a little it's bit. It's all good. It's but all um, good. but you know, you know, we'd be riding around in the car. We're just walking around in the house, so it's all good. I love that. But man, <laughs> um, I'm glad to be there with you. Uh, you know, peace and love to everybody who's listening. I, I'm deeply appreciative. It's okay. It happens. We, we've lost connection with Dr. Christopher. Okay, it's all good. What we'll do is, uh, okay, we lost you there for a second, but it's all good. Okay, we're good now. Okay, okay, good. Are we gonna be able to clip and edit so we're okay? Yeah, 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 don't worry. I don't edit it, so it's all good. It's part okay, of- Okay, it's all love. All right, perfect. It's all good, it's all good. Uh, I, I really appreciate the time, so we're really gonna get straight into it. Um, Doctor, really, what, what really pushed you to pursue this as a career? What was the spark in Chris Emden to be uh, what you are right now? Man, bro, I, like people always try, like I, when I think back about what brought me to this work of um, of hip hop, education, um, art, criticality, all of it, I can't, I can't even, I can't name a moment. Um, I, I really feel like, uh, you know, I was born, I was born to parents who love black music and soul music, man. I, my earliest memories have Marvin Gaye playing in the backdrop as my mother washed dishes. Um, my dad has African roots, Nigerian roots, he loved fella and Afrobeat music. And so I would hear Fela, like some of the, one of the first songs I ever knew was Zombie by Fela, which is really social political. But that, like those are the first, I was born in a family that appreciated the power and beauty of music. And, um, and so when I grew up, that was all around me. And when I was a teenager, I wanted to be an MC. I, I still feel like I'm an MC, you know what I'm saying? I just, I always tell folks, you know, I'm an MC with a PhD, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, the spirit has been in, in me, man. The spirit of black music as a liberating tool has been in me. And then I remember my parents also raising me to understand my wealth. When I say wealth, intellectual wealth, cultural wealth, um, academic genius. Like I knew that from growing up. I knew that by virtue of melanin and by virtue of poverty, um, that, that that activates a certain genius in me. And then I went to school and the schools were telling me that, you know, they were saying, you're not so smart. And you're not so valuable and your pants are hanging on too low and you're too loud. and I had this, this this tension between what I knew from my home experiences and knew 
from rapping at home and singing music at home and making that feel like I'm solar firm to going into a school that says, nope. And so but when I started realizing that I was having that tension, I started thinking it had to be a new way to do education. And I knew that because hip hop meant so much to how I constructed my identity, that there were other young folks who needed that as well. Mm. And they needed to combine it to education. And the reason why education is not because the oppressor's education is better than our education, but it's to know that education is, a, is power. Mm. And education is, a, is a, an ability to be able to navigate spaces that were not designed for you, gives you the opportunity to be able to engage from a different vantage point. So a lot of our people is saying, you know what? We got our own genius, we don't need them. I say, nah, we don't need them for them telling us that we're smart. But we need to have the credentials they hold and combine that with the genius we possess to reimagine the possibilities in the world. And so um, that wow. in many ways is the story of how I got to where I am or why I do what I do. Man, this is, um, we just got started, man. What are you doing to me? This is crazy, Allah, mashallah. Um, you know, my, my show in Saudi Arabia is called uh, Lesh Hip Hop, which means why hip hop? So I want to ask you, and in it, you know, across the years, I'm, I'm trying to explain to the listeners why hip hop. Um, mm. for, for Professor Chris Emden, why hip hop? Well, you know, hip hop is the cultural artifact that is like, a, you know, I call it the, the gumbo that combines all of the best of the cultural traditions of all marginalized people in one big pot, one big soup that everybody can eat from. You know what I mean? Like hip, hip hop melds all of the experiences, all of the histories, all the traditions of anybody who's been oppressed, marginalized, or, or colonized, and says, you have a home with me. So whether you're talking about folks on the continent of Africa that had to deal with colonization, whether you're talking about folks in the United States who had to deal with slavery and Jim Crow, whether you're talking about the Maori in New Zealand who are dealing with the oppression at the hands of their oppressors, whether you're talking about the folks in Saudi Arabia whose voices are not being brought to the fore because they come from a socioeconomic place of loss, anybody who's had their culture dominated by virtue of who they are, hip hop says, I will welcome you. And I will bring all of you together into this magical space. And then I will create music and art and dance and, and, and story to allow you to have a home. And so when people say why hip hop, it's because hip hop is the language of the oppressed um, come to life is hip hop. And there's nothing else that can give us what hip hop gives us. And that's why. Man, I, I'm, I'm getting a bit emotional because for from 2007 till now, it's been so hard for me personally to push what you just said right now in two minutes. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, it's a cultural differences. There is a lot. The first sentence I received when I launched the show was, you're an infidel. That's the first message that appeared in my computer because obviously I'm doing it, you know, and they said, you're taking American culture, putting it, you know, to us and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to ask you in your opinion, um, uh, what is the, 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 the single kind of aspect of hip hop that never changed across the years from early on till now? If there's one Truth. thing that never changed. Truth, you know, even, even, even when you have an MC who's telling a uh, story or is activating the imagination, the imagination is born out of truth. I always tell people this, like, they say, well, well Dr. Emden, what do you mean truth? That guy just said he had 30 Bentleys and he just said all this awful things. I said, well, his imagination is problematic or his, his lived experience is so problematic that it activates the imagination to be able to construct a narrative that's not real, but it was birthed out of his truth. So whether it's whether it's loss, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, imagination, whether it's violence sometimes, whether it's misogyny. Now, you can critique the misogyny, you can critique the violence, 
You could critique the gross capitalism, but it's a reflection of some authenticity. And so one thing that doesn't change is that is that the narrative of truth that's embedded in the story of hip hop. And then after that, if it's not truth, it is the rhythm. Brother, rhythm is universal. Once you hear that boom bap, it sounds like a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Something else comes to life. And so if I was to say the two things, it would be truth and the, and the rhythm and the boom bap. And those two things will never change in hip hop. I swear to God, man, I, I, I love you even more now. Uh, in, your, in your opinion, doctor, do you think that hip hop needs to defend it or clear it or elevate it? I always get under that sort, sort of thing. There's always been, you know, um, you know, you'd say something about hip hop and he's like, hip hop, you don't need to defend hip hop. Hip hop is hip hop. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, here's the thing. I think we need to defend hip hop. I think we also need to protect hip hop. We also need to let hip hop breathe. We also have to celebrate hip hop. We also have to mourn some traditions in hip hop that have been forgotten over time. So to me, you know, when people, when, when people say like, do we need to defend it or not? I think that's such a simple binary, right? And nothing about hip hop is in binaries. It's a complex thing. Hip hop is a culture, but hip hop is a, it's like a, it's like a person, it's like a soul. So all people need all things. All people need love. All people need to be defended. All people need to be advocated for. Some people sometimes need to be left alone. So you treat hip hop the same way. You give the culture what the culture needs from you in the moment. And you always know what it needs from you in the moment if you shut up and listen, you know what I'm saying? To what's coming from the what's coming from the heart. We'll tell you what it needs. And so there are moments where you have to defend it. I defend hip hop all the time. And there's certain moments where something comes out and people are like, yo, don't, aren't you gonna defend that? I said, nah. The spirit says, let that breathe. Mm. You know what I mean? Man. And, yeah. uh, and and then you gotta listen to the spirit and just let that breathe, you know? And so, and then sometimes the spirit says, go, this is also hip hop. And you're like, yo, I can't go right now. Everybody's gonna be mad at me. But but it's like, yo, you gotta go. Hip hop is, you know, when people said you're an infidel, right? I yeah. think, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a critique. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I, I don't I think that's. A, I don't think at that's that a... point, I saw kind of two roads. It was the first kind of. I'm saying, salam alaikum, everybody, peace and love. This is this hip hop. This is it. And I saw two roads: continue or not continue. And I decided yes, to continue. And you know, alhamdulillah, now people see, people tell me, thank you for educating me about hip hop, for changing the negative perception about hip hop and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yo, there's this lyric from Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. I can't remember which artist it was. Um, I wanna say, I wanna say it was Yugahad, if I'm not mistaken, but he said, he said, I came to the fork in the road and went straight. Oh. You know what I mean? Wow. It's like, yo, we don't, we don't, we don't, it ain't even a one or the other. It's we carve our own path. Wow. Being informed by the two different directions, but going forward anyway. And so, man, man just salute to you Bless for going brother. straight. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Yeah, of course. I mean, you had, you guys had a really big role in it and we're going to touch upon that uh, in a second. Why is hip hop important to bring to schools and what are the challenges you face when pushing something like this? And and, and then hopefully this, this kind of discussion will also inspire, we want to get you guys down here to the Middle East because there's a lot of things happening. But yeah, uh, why is hip hop important to bring to schools? Well, you know, here's the thing about schools, man. And I want to make a distinction. Um, I'm a firm believer in education. Uh, the concept of education speaks to my soul. But schooling is not education. And I think we, for a very long time, made the misperception that to advocate for school means that you're supporting education. School oftentimes is a mechanism for brainwashing. School oftentimes is a mechanism for just giving you empty information. And for, for most people, for most folks of color in particular, school has been a mechanism for 
that born genius and trying to place it with an institutional knowledge just violence on your intuitional knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, so you get an institutional information that makes you feel like your intuition, your heartbeat is not valuable. So schooling is a problematic construct that is divorced from education. And so we do hip hop to education to bring education back to school. Now, what is education? Education is knowledge. Knowledge of self, a la hip hop. Knowledge of institutions, right? And knowledge of how to navigate spaces not designed for you so you can take the power from the institution to be able to carve a way forward. Wow. So hip hop ed is a mechanism to be able to do those three types of knowledge. And when we do those three types of knowledge, then kids get educated, even within a school that was not designed for them. So that's why we bring hip hop into school. And why I do like science genius, because science is a, it's a field of power. If you're a scientist, they say you're smart. If you're a scientist, oh, you can be successful. If you're a scientist, you know, the rules don't apply to you because you have a genius. That's why we brought science to hip hop because we want to take the highest intellectual domain and bring that to what they say is the lowest domain and show them it's not the lowest at all, but in reality, what you perceive to be the lowest is operating at the highest dimension and you just haven't caught up yet. You know what I mean? Man, this is just, uh, oh man, you you are one of our heroes in, in, in this era. I've, um, doctor, I heard you once say that you you remember when you're somehow um, listening to your favorite songs or favorite rap song, where you are. Uh, yeah. You remember oh, where you heard Nas Elmatic, if you can take us through back? Bro, I, so first of all, you just struck a chord that Mm. is my soul because now all of a sudden like all my favorites it just takes me back and like and i just want to say this like hip-hop to me it's like it's it's this crazy it's like a it's a time warp man it can take me to my past and then transform me to my future all in the same time you wow. know what i mean like um but nazomatic shoe 94 no 93 because i heard the early joints before the album actually dropped wow i'm in high school i'm okay. in high school um, and I'm on the D train. So there's a, I used to go to school in Brooklyn, New York. We used to take a train from Brooklyn all the way up to the Bronx and back. Cause I lived in the Bronx, but I went to Brooklyn Tech. And I had this boy who, his older brother had some music connections. So he would dub, he would get, he would get stuff right from the studio, put it on tape and we could hear it. And I remember the first time I heard Nas, I was on the D train going uptown in my boy's Walkman. And I heard, it ain't hard to tell the original version where the Michael Jackson samples were still like really like fuzzy and unclear. And it blew my mind because I'd never heard anything like that before. Like never, and, you know, because you know, Nas has this level of poetics, man, that his, he's just so smooth. And and admittedly at the time, I knew Rakim, but I was too young to appreciate Rakim. So I couldn't make the Rakim Nas connections. So Nas was just like, what the, like, how he said that? Like, you know what I'm saying? like. He just combined things and, and and especially it ain't hard to tell. It was so smooth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, deep like Leviathan is deep. Well, let me try again. Wisdom be leaking on my grapefruit croup. And you want to just stop. Like, wait, who is Leviathan? What's your grapefruit? Like, it just, you, you, it made you. And here's the thing about Nas and that moment. It made me want to study because I didn't know who Leviathan was. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is Leviathan? I got to go to the library. Wisdom be leaking on my grapefruit. What do you mean by grapefruit? Is it the fruit? Oh no, he's talking about the brain. How is the brain like the grapefruit? Is it because we have juices? Then, then the scientists start waking up with me. Is the juices actually brain fluid? Like, uh. you know, it just starts sparking things in your soul. 
So it's not just the lyrics, but the lyrics are beautiful. The music is amazing, but then it's what, what it triggers in your imagination, what it awakens you to, the curiosity it opens up in your soul. And Nas did that for me, 93. Mm-hmm. It ain't hard to tell before the album dropped. That was everything. And then in 94, when the album dropped, and you heard everything, and then, you know, it just changes your life. It changed uh-huh. your whole life. It's, it's crazy. Last year, Nas blessed us to come into Dubai at a, at a festival called Soul DXB, which I really want to connect you with the guys. Uh, when he walked in, I, I, I we couldn't believe it. Like, you know, I, I was tearing. Like, he just walked in and, you know, walked on the stage. And it was, uh, um, he had an amazing discussion as well with um, Bobito, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and it was really cool discussion. Uh, it was really cool talk. And um, I think what I'm trying to say, um, how do you feel about, you know, coming to this part of the world and and spitting this knowledge, we really need it. We mm. really need it from you. Is that something that you 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 you, you, you can you know? I mean, you nah, can do, bro. That's universal law, man. Not like Lauren said that. You know, when she said, "Don't you understand, man? Universal law." Which until I come back to you, but like like so for me to be able to bless folks in another geographic region is part of the universal cycle, you know? And I, I always want to give truth and I always want to be like, share what my knowledge is. Cause I know that, they, that when I get there and when I speak to y'all, you bless me too. Like brother, this interview, you already blessed me, man. Oh. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you said to me, like, you know, you know, you you helped me think about the show and reimagine that show. And I, I want us to, to take a moment. Cause I think we sometimes rush, like let's pause for a minute. Like the beauty of rest, like, of res- like reciprocity in energy and in love, you know what I mean? Just for a second, man, like this, you, like you're doing me a favor, bro. Wow. You know what I mean? No, man. When you say to me, yo, yo, come and bless us and share some words. And then you say to me, yo, you help me think about X, Y, Z. And I may be having a moment where I feel broken or hurt or not sure. And you say something that deposits something in my spirit. And then I share something with you. And that's information that goes out to your audience. We're all connected, man. It's a universal connection, see, brother. I, I love that you say that. Again, you know, I, this is what I want to, you know, talk about. Hip hop at 9 p.m. Tuesday. That is around 3 a.m. at Saudi Arabia. I've never missed it. I've always watched, mm. maybe interacted. Uh, it has always been revolutionary. It was something just incredible. Um, you know, I, I and, and, and before I forget, I really, after this interview, if you don't mind, I want to send you some Arabic rap, like a list of- Yes, please. Um, uh, with, with some of them that do boom bap, some of them the new school. I want you to tell me what you feel when you're listening, um, you know, to them. Uh, you might not understand, obviously, but you know, it's just the feeling that you're talking about. Um, Hip Hop Ed, when did it start? And, and, and how, if there's a story of it starting, when did it launch? You know, the thing about Hip Hop Ed that I always tell folks is that just like hip hop, it's been there before, you know, before we got on Twitter and named it and, did, you know, sort of non-for-profit. And so like, I, I'm simply a vessel for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm a vessel for something that already existed. Um, like, I remember when I was in high school in the 90s, man, and it wasn't like explicitly said, but I, we were doing Hip Hop Ed in 1990, 1991. And let me say why I say that because we would have a test that the teacher was teaching us and we didn't know how we were gonna get all that information down and we would write some rhymes and we would figure it out. The school did not endorse it, but the young people were doing that. You know, Hip Hop Ed, when Nas was talking about how he couldn't go through school in the eighth grade, he didn't like what was going on and then he went and started writing rhymes instead. 
to get himself educated and then started going to the library to research. That was hip hop ed. That was a hip hop artist utilizing the culture to go and pursue an education. So hip hop ed has always existed, man, in the ether, in the universe. When we started the organization Hip Hop Ed in 2000 and shoot, 10 years ago now, maybe, mm. maybe 11 years ago, the organization just started with me and this guy, Brandon Frame, who's my guy, you know what I'm saying? And we were just on Twitter and people had all these chats about everything. And we wanted to talk about hip hop and we wanted to talk about education. We were both working in schools and we were looking and doing hip hop with young people. So we, it was just, it was a hip hop ed started with a chat with two people. Wow. What? And we were like, hey, man, that was really good. I, I want to catch you next Tuesday. He was like, all right, I'll see you next Tuesday, bro. <laughs> and then and then we started growing the community and growing the community and growing the community before long. We got a couple hundred people before long. We got a conference before long. We, start, we got a nonprofit. And then we, you know, we got hoodies, we got t-shirts, we got teachers. But it's it started with a dialogue. But I always want to say to people, Chris Edmond don't didn't create nothing. Chris Edmond didn't invent anything. Uh, Chris Edmond didn't, you know, I, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm not some nothing. I'm just a guy that was doing what, what my heart said and my heart was saying what already existed. No one, no one creates anything, bro. Yeah. No one creates anything. We're all conduits for a larger vessel that speaks to us if we are attentive. Then we take the message that's already in the universe as far as we can take it until it's time for somebody else to take it up and then they, they finish up the task. So we all have to be open, clean vessels for something bigger than us. And then when we operate with that ideology, you know, the culture lifts through us. Man, um, wow, this is just crazy. Uh, a couple more. I know, uh, again, it's, 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 I can spend, man, 90 hours with this guy. Um, uh, I don't know if you've been asked this before. I'm pretty sure, but I couldn't find anything online. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested to know who who are your top five MCs? And I know I know this is this is a very difficult question, especially now with people like the Ebros of the world, the Sways of the world. They 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 always put out you know lists and stuff like that. Yeah. There was a discussion last year, I think, about lists and who's the top hundred um, that didn't include any female, by the way, MCs, which was yeah. an issue, I think. Um, yeah. But, but but for Professor Chris, <laughs> I know it changes, but can you share with us? And, and no, that's no the toughest order. question you asked me, bro. It is tough. I mean, yeah. Oh man! So uh, my top five always changes. I'll, what I only thing I could give you is who's my top five right now in this moment. Yeah, made me want to just drop my chair and sit, man. Like this is a big one, yo. <laughs> All right. right now in this moment, man. Top five um, MCs at this moment. At this moment. At this moment. Okay, so one is gratuitous, right? Because that's my guy, um, Jizza. Um, yeah. And, that, and, and that's why the biggest blessing of my entire life, and I always say to folks this, is the opportunity to work with this brother mm. because he's always been my favorite. Just If it's just pure lyrical content, just take away everything else. Just genius. Genius. And, uh, and bar work. So just a, no particular order. Um, Man. Now more contemporary, man. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of Cole, man. Wow. I'm listening to a lot of Cole. Mm. I love what he's doing. I love where he is. I love how he's embracing being. He calls it the middle child. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love Cole. Um, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Um, and, and a lot of people might push me on this, um, but I don't care. Let's go. Uh, yo, 
that new rhapsody, bro. And, wow. and let me say, let me say See, the thing about I'm telling if man, I, thank you. Yeah, thank and you. let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because and, and what pisses me off about that rhapsody album also is it came up. People say, oh, that's nice, and then they went and I said, how could y'all not stop and understand what this sister? First of all, first of all, track for track, banger. Second of all, the themes throughout the track, crazy. Third of all, the bar work, the bar work, the intricacies, nuts. Fourth of all, flow, just riding the hell out of them beats, crazy. Then the visuals she attached to it, nuts. Like, how could you not, in this moment, not just give it up? Like, you know what I mean? You, you're a hater if you're not giving it up. Man. I'm into Rhapsody right now. Wow. Um, okay. Number four. Number four. You know, you know, the son of Oludara, man. That's wow. Nasir Jones, man. Of um, course. I, you know, I, mean, I, I can't, I can't never get enough. And then I don't the think last, he's never not mentioned. You know, <laughs> he, he can't not be. He yeah. can't not. Be. And I know I said contemporary. I only, I only went Colin Rhapsody, and then I kept it really <laughs> traditional. Um, uh, the, the, the last. And people always say, really? And then like, y'all try. But you know, you can't say you can't take nothing away from Hove, man. Wow. Yeah. You can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could you could critique elements of what he does. You could you could critique the hypercapitalism. You could critique whatever else it is. But as far as the bar work, mm. Um, mm. the narratives, it's uh, the smarts, the smartness. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ yeah, level. Uh, for, for me, I think a name that I want to share with you that I think uh, is a bit underrated in all this is Black Thought. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's somebody that I think a lot of people, I don't know, like, but but this is, you know. Um, oh, my, and then, and then I got to say Lux. And, 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 and a, lot of people, a lot of people say to me, like, what do you mean Lux? And I, I'm like, just because you don't get it doesn't mean that that is my guy. Right. And if you listen to what he does, and, and, and why, you, why I thought about Lux when you said Black Thought, because, you know, Black Thought and Lux, are like going back and forth one on two on the top punk master flex freestyles. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, you know, I, and I, I, ch- yo, so, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, thought, thought did his thing, and I'm like, nah, Lux murdered that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, um, I've heard you also say that uh, you know there is something that bothers you with uh, so-called, um, called like uh, between Kotoch, um hip hop educators. You know. Um, yeah. Can you can you emphasize that even more in terms of how people? I I, I heard you also say once time like you know you know when, when people use rap let's say they go like hey let's rap this you know this verse or this do this in class just out of because I to, I'm a total believe in that yeah what, what do you explain to people that don't agree with this you know I think you know rap is not hip hop man and I think rap is a significant aspect of hip hop but it is not it's not a synonym yes. And I think that hip hop is a, we all, you know, hip hop is a culture, hip hop is a belief system, hip hop is a philosophy. If you're an educator or, or, or a philosopher, hip hop is a theoretical framework. Uh, hip hop is an ontology. Uh, it, it's all of those things. And so, and rap is an offshoot of a complex culture. So when people say, oh, I'm doing hip hop education and I had my kids rap, I, I, I can appreciate them rapping but are you also including knowledge of self? Are you also including a knowledge of the other elements? 
a recognition of the architects? Are you still talking? Are you also including hip hop history? Are you also in, like you know? Are you including the robustness of the culture? So when we do science genius, for example, our babies just don't come up there and rap. They got to get an education on the culture. They've got to see themselves in their relationship to the culture. They got to go listen to beats and instrumentals from different places. They got to go do research. So I think that for me, it's like, I don't like when people take a superficial layer of a complex culture and identify that as all of the culture. Yeah. And so that's where my critique is. Mm. With that being said, I am thankful that we're getting an opportunity to be able to infiltrate schools. But at, you know, here's my thing. And I've always been like this. I, I, I love hard, but I also feel like the height of love is good critique. So I could say, yo, I love that this is happening, but you got to fix that. Yeah. Or, you know, this is real effed up, but, you know, and I think that if I, as, as, a, as, as a person who's so um, deeply connected to the culture, I feel like I have a responsibility to, to not let folks abuse the culture. This is when you say, do you defend hip hop? Yes, I defend hip hop against poachers, mm. right? I defend hip hop against those who want to steal from the essence of the culture. Wow. I don't defend what hip hop artists say. They can speak for themselves, but I defend the culture because I feel like I am, I, I, I have a responsibility to keep the essence and the purity of the culture. Oh, we're speaking about essence right here. That's my son. That's uh, love. Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's love. A genius right here. I don't know. He's, Ahmed, uh, are you doing? He's trying to show you something. I don't know what he's trying to show, but. Uh, he's into washing machines right now. Uh, I, I love to take much of your time, Doctor. You're somebody, like I said, you've been very, very um, important to me. Um, and, and I say this with, with all the truth, really. Um, you've impacted so many people, so many people, and you've supported so many people. You've inspired so many people, uh, even when they're down. And I am definitely one of them. I'm here saying that. Sometimes I'll be super down. I'd read one of your tweets or I'd just go on the hashtag. Um, listen to some of your videos because it's really embodied everything I'm saying or doing, but also, okay. <laughs> Sorry I see that. that, it looks um, good. Uh, but because of everything that's going on in my life, um, my, the, the culture is also against me in a way because it's not yeah. something I should be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. This is what mm -hmm. the, the culture say. Anyway, yeah. long story short, um, who supports you? Who pushes you up and who pulls you up when you're down? Every, look, look I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, I get so much love from folks. I also get a lot of hate from folks, but the who, love who always- oh, I swear bro. to God, man. <laughs> what? Bro, it's real out in the field, bro. But you know, you know, you know, tribes are the best, man. The job of resurrectors is to wake up the dead. Folks don't like to get pushed, but you gotta push them. Mm. Um, but you know, the love, man, I get love from everybody I interact with, man. I get love from folks who, who push against me. Because they motivate me, and motivation is love. So they're in my way for a reason. Um, yeah. I've gotten love from this talk. I mean, Bless looking you. into the eyes of your son, man, and yeah. and uh, you know yeah, what I mean. He's, yeah, he's. It's, it's interesting. Love. Can I can I share something yeah. with you at the end? I don't want to again take much of your time. No, all love, all love, bro. Obviously, my son is autistic. He just he's just turned nine. It's kind of interesting how people view autism. Is I'm a big vogue. I use actually hip hop. Um, to speak about autism and the fact that it's not a disease. Now, about, right. like a, about a year ago, we, we, we noticed a lot of things. One of them was we, we bought him a toy and the toy, I swear to God, doctor had like kind of four options in the toy. Three, sorry, mm. three options of how to do this toy. Option one, option two, option three. We gave it to him and he was playing with it. And about half an hour later, we, we see what he did and it was a fourth option. It was an mm. option not in the one, two, three. That for me is, he didn't even look at the instructions. Like he did, so everything you just said in this interview or this talk kind of embodies all of that. Like pave your own way. 
That's right. Um, and and I don't see anything wrong with that. It's just society tells us that autist, autism is a disease. They even sometimes use the R word. And that's why I moved from Saudi to the UAE where I'm calling you from from now, where the awareness is a bit is a bit better. Um, look, I, no, I, I, I bro, I, did, we, we, I swear we could talk for hours, man. I know. We'll build again soon we online. In what any, you just said, so you'd like to say to uh, you know listeners uh, throughout yes. the world, especially in the Middle East. Yes, man. Look, th- this is Chris Emden, man, and I, I, I just want to say to all who's hearing my voice that I, I wish you love, I wish you light, I wish you hip hop. Um, and those of you who are connected to the culture, you know, you might get a second look for some folks, or you might get why you're connecting. You know, you're not from America, or you might get, you know, this is this is not a Middle Eastern thing. Why are you into it? But it is a culture for all those who've been told that they don't have value, and so because of that, you are a member of this hip hop community. Do not let anybody push you out of your culture. I can't wait to connect with you guys more often through Big House. I hope we'll be able to do more of that. But peace, love, and hip hop forever. Just stand, stand up to you, sir. Really standing oh, up right here. Peace and love, uh, Doctor. Thank you so love, much for, for for being with us and rocking with us. Have a beautiful, beautiful, uh, you know, day. And may Allah, you know, help us pass through these very difficult times that we're, that we're going through. Um, amen, amen, man. Let I, it be done. I, I love you, man, and I love hope you can okay. I'm gonna send you some Arabic crap, okay? Yo, you got my email. Hit me up, yeah. bro. <laughs> peace, right. peace, 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 love, man, peace. <laughs>